Welcome to another episode of You Haven't Seen That, uh, the podcast where we try and uh, fix the errors in my co-host film watching uh, from his youth. <laughs> uh, my name is Chris and I'm joined by my co-host Eric. Hey everybody. And uh, yeah, we've got a bit of an interesting one this week. Yeah, it is interesting because Chris hasn't seen it either. Yeah, this is like the one chance this is it. ever going to happen. Yeah, like uh, it's it's not going to happen again. Yeah, it's it's uh well without further ado, uh, the film that we are doing is the 1998 Disney animated film Mulan. The Huns have invaded China. One man from every family must serve in the Imperial Army. Father, you can't go. Mulan, she risked everything. To save her family's honor. The greatest gift and honor is having you for a daughter. 1998, was it? Yes, okay. yeah. Yep. See, which seems a bit... It's it's late on in that Disney run. Mm. It's, it's kind of post um, Hercules and Hunchback of Notre Dame and stuff. And I think we... Yeah, those two were before it, were they? Yeah. yeah. Hunchback definitely was. I and remember. I think given our age and things, we just had... We'd moved on at yes. that point from Disney animated yep. stuff, so... Because we grew up on, like, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Lion King. Yeah, I have, like, a, I have strong memories of seeing uh, Little Mermaid in the, in the yes, cinema Little as Mermaid, well. Yep. Like, yeah, all of those kind of late 80s, early 90s, like that brilliant heyday of Disney animated. That was kind that of was our run. That was strong period through the, like, bang, 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 success yeah. after success. Um, and I, I reckon what... The reason I never saw this one was probably because I saw Hercules and... Hunchback in Notre Dame and thought they're below average. <laughs> like, they're kind yeah, of not that, that is, great. Yeah, they weren't as incredible as the other ones. Yeah. So, I guess we've gone, oh, the last couple weren't so good, plus we're getting a bit older, and I think it just sort of snowballed. Yeah. Like, yeah, never mind Mulan. It's probably... It, and it didn't look compelling in a way either. Yeah. Like, it... it Based off the back of the those last couple not being as as incredible. Yeah, I think the only draw card that could have maybe gotten me in to watch this one would have been... Hey, Eddie Murphy's a yes. wise cracking dragon. Yeah. I am the powerful, the pleasurable, the indestructible Mushu. Oh, <laughs> pretty high, man. <laughs> He's the funny guy. That's about it. Like, otherwise... And, you know, it had nothing to do with, you know, female protagonists or anything like that. Because most of the Disney Half stuff of them is... Are, exactly. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of a bummer, because from what I'm guessing about this film, it's like strong warrior female, like a really strong... Yeah, bucks the trend is what yeah. I understand. So um, it's kind of a bummer we never saw this. I know, it would have been a good one. Yeah. Um, but I guess that leads us into, like, what do we... What do we think it's about? Both <laughs> expect it's about. <laughs> from what I understand, it's, uh, yeah, like I said, strong, strong young female who bucks the trend of women shall get married or something along those lines. Traditional role. Yeah. And wants to be a warrior. Yeah, and I, I believe, like, goes... I think it's that trope of, like, goes in drag to join the army and go and fight, is what I think. Yep, yeah, like Leela in Futurama. Yes, pretty much that entire <laughs> episode of War is the H-word yes. from Futurama. I want to enlist. My friends always die if I'm not there to save them. Sorry, but the army's instituted a men-only policy. What? It's shameful, I agree. In the olden days, I proudly fought alongside female troops. Shoulder to, uh... Shoulder. Like, that's the, the, Lee, the Lee Lemon subplot is what, <laughs> is what Milan is, but I... Probably feel... a bit, like, deeper or something. And grander scale, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> 
Maybe not as many laughs. That being said, I would love to see Zap Brannigan show up in this. Oh, that'd be such a great cameo. Private Lee Lemon may well be the finest recruit I've seen in all my years of service. That young man fills me with hope. And some other emotions that are weird and deeply confusing. Yeah, I mean, so I guess for this episode we have to forego a bunch of stuff of... When I first saw this, mm. or like kind of trying to tease you or talk a bit about yeah, it, I mean, I guess a big thing we could is how many of our our friends are like, yeah. it's great. Have you not seen that? Yeah, it's granted mostly our female friends. True, uh, and we we should say a lot of our our, our lady friends are huge Disney fans. Yes, they'll have yeah. a drink and sing along. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're like go to karaoke stuff is like Gaston song yes. from Beauty and the yeah. Beast and things. So no one's strong like Gaston. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, and yeah, I mean, I like I've said in some of the old ones, I am the oldest of three and I have two younger sisters, so they definitely watch this. Mm-hmm. They um, both both love their, their Disney sing alongs and things like that as well. Um, they quite enjoy. Well, one of them quite enjoys their silly action movies and stuff, too. Mm. Um, but, yeah, this is one I don't know why I just didn't get... I guess I maybe they saw it at the cinema and we never owned it. Okay. Whereas yeah, we, we so did you just own, missed out on that experience. Yeah, we owned the other Disney ones. Yeah. So I think I saw them at the cinemas and then that was a go-to for the family. Yeah. Um, Whereas, I, I think for me, I um, being the younger brother, um, so I, I think the last Disney film I went and saw with, like, family and, you know, my brother and mum and dad mm. and stuff, would have probably been Lion King. I think post that, yeah. we'd almost started to get... Well, my brother had started to kind of age, hit that ageing out point, and then, yep. you know, by the time this had rolled around, I definitely you had to, yeah. And I have a feeling this is, like, around the time when... I'd be like, oh, animated stuff. There's, you know, we're we're living in the heyday of The Simpsons, and South Park just started. Yes, like, that's, yeah. that's more where I was. And leaning. even by then, we'd had Toy Story. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. wow. Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can see. Oh my, I'm wondering where this would this have been around a Bug's Life then? Must have been about that time. Um, we're getting like we're my... getting thumbs up from Claire. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, Bugs Life. I want to say like '97 or something for Bugs Life. Yeah, well, early. I know Toy Story's '95. Yeah. So. That's about right. Yeah. But, um... Let, let's go find what this is all about. Yeah, I'm intrigued. Let's see if it's as good as they say it is. Let's do it. Alrighty. Yeah, so that was, uh, that was Mulan. Yeah, we've, we've seen Mulan. Yeah, hooray, high five. <laughs> Chris saw a new film. Hooray. This is so rare. Yeah, <laughs> this is like, yeah, a blue moon, what is just, like, you know, yeah, this it's, is an, it's an eclipse, it's just... Very, very strange. Yeah. Um, I guess we never spoke about the start, why we actually included Mulan. Yeah. I, I realised that while watching the film. Um, basically, Disney was such a big part... Well, it still is, really. But that, that we were growing up in the golden era. Yeah. Of the well, I, I think it's referred to as the Disney Renaissance. That's is, the one. Yeah. yeah. Um, because, I mean, obviously the golden era is With sort of the, the, the 50s <laughs> yeah. kind of era where you have, you know, Pinocchio and Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, all that, the 40s and 50s. Yeah. And Dumbo as well, like all of those. And then this was coming on, you know... The, it was really Little Mermaid, I want to say. Uh, that, for me, is probably the one I would say is what that's what I would associate with it yeah the the kind yeah. of renaissance and yeah you know, it back off um so yeah anyway that, that's why I was in there um like we don't just watch action films <laughs> no no uh, or, or, or weird dumb comedies as well yes like, so we want to have a big kind of broad, broad spec- spectrum o- others yeah. yeah so that yeah that one's in there because they were 
films that so many people our age grew up on and stuff, and this was the one when we did miss. But, yeah, um, yeah. Um, I could see why it was so popular. Yeah, it, it's it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, I it, no, it's it's one I I definitely understand. Um, if you're the right age, and in particular, I think if you're a woman watching this as a, as a young girl, mm. it would be incredibly powerful and kind of interesting. Like, a, yeah, a perspective you don't often see in films, let alone Disney stories. Yes. It's it's a total subversion of what you normally expect from those. Yes, yeah. I, I reckon growing up on it would have been you would have really liked it. I think. Yeah, because I I still found that as an adult male. <laughs> yeah. Um, what twenty years later pretty much um you know still had some really funny moments yeah and things yeah. like that um had Mulan was was a just a good solid central character mm. um you sort of empathised with her supporting cast around her were entertaining in a good mix yeah that, um, it, it kind of hits all those classic Disney beats of actually having the very at its core a very simple three act structure mm-hmm. of set up conflict resolution yep. bing bang boom and you've got uh, the supporting cast that are there to motivate and comic relief. Like yeah. that's it's it's hitting all of those key the, things. Sort of the love interest kind of thing. The, the, but the, it's the not buddy. leaned on heavily because no. it's not important to the story or the char- or the, sorry the um, the arc that Milan is going through as a character. No, it's only really tapped in at the very kind of end. And really, it, yeah. And I guess the other thing, of course, in a, in a Disney movie, is a pretty fantastical world. Yes. Yeah. Um, and um, I think they did pretty well with that, too. Yeah, I mean, we get a panda just wandering up a tree. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that is, like, w- without a doubt, <laughs> I-, I think we'll, we both will happily agree that the best moment is when Mushu rides pandas. <laughs> Urgent news from the general. What's the matter? You've never seen a black and white before? <laughs> yeah, just to trick the... Um... The advisor into yeah. sending the army into battle too soon, really. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is this is where I have a couple of issues. With Bill. Uh, mainly, most of my issues kind of come from Mushu. Yeah. Okay. And, like for that, it's it's he he at the end of the f- like. Okay, his motivation for sending it, it's basically the film sets up that he has come up with this idea to send Mulan and to become a war hero. Go get her. What's the matter? What you, after this great stone Humpty Dumpty mess, I'd have to bring her home with a medal to get back in the temple. <gasps> Wait a minute. That's it. I'll make Mulan a war hero and they'll be begging me to come back to work. That's the master plan. Oh, you done it now, man. Yeah. Which I found kind of disappointing. Like, yes. from the outset. I, I was really hoping that he would go there to try and bring her home and then find out that she's very headstrong and determined and wanting to do this and decide to stick out and help her. Yeah. But in this, he ultimately even admits he had selfish intentions. Yeah, which is he's a flawed kind of, for lack of a better term, protagonist, or like you know, side yeah. protagonist. But I, I found that being like the crux of what gets the narrative going to be kind of oh, okay. It's a bit, bit random, I guess. Yeah, I, I guess I would have preferred it being her driving force, not ha- being like. Kind of conned by a dragon. <laughs> yeah, a little dragon? My ancestor sent a little lizard to help me. Hey, dragon, dragon, not lizard. I don't do that tongue thing. Yeah. Um, and his little cricket sidekick. <laughs> yeah, uh, the cricket was awesome. Yeah, yeah, and that's mm. it. They, they got that. All the little... I, I liked it how the buddy had a buddy. Yeah. <laughs> and for... The other issue I think I have with Mushu is... He doesn't do anything. 
in the film other than be there for comic relief. He, he doesn't necessarily... I kind of like that, because he's there purely for relief and a bit of support. Yes, yeah. Um, but and, I th- and, I th- yeah. but the, then, then the drive comes from Mulan. Yes. Like, well, I think, like, I was not expecting that. I was oh, expecting yes. him to, based on... I remember the advertising back when this first came yes, out. Like, it was, it was a all, big part of it. Yeah, so I expected him to have a bigger role more or something. More of a genie kind of role. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, a, more of an actual integral part to the narrative as as opposed to just being a kind of side commentator almost. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I guess I mean he had his moments. I mean his panda moment was pretty pretty um <laughs> that that's tough to beat. <laughs> yeah. Um and just swung the swung the army into battle and things like that. Mm. Um Yeah, it was um Yeah, Mulan was was so I never I guess she she wasn't making a great traditional woman. Too skinny. Mm. Not good for bearing sons. That was her insecurity and, and sort of driving factor a little bit, as well as she wanted to protect her family. But she wasn't that bad. Yeah. She, but then at times it painted her as, like, super insecure about herself. It was... You kind of weren't... You weren't given enough of a setup of who of a character she was yeah. really at the beginning. If you had the idea that she's, you know, clumsy and all the and you know not wanting to go the traditional route of what is expected of a woman, mm. you kind of have that because of you know the initial I think believe the first song and that whole yeah. introduction scene. But if you kind of imprinted along with that a strong sense of family, which you don't necessarily get. Well, you knew she loved them, and they definitely loved her, but it wasn't one of those really strong, yeah. loving, really close-knit ones they sometimes paint. To the point of, like, when she tries to interrupt and stop her father from going to war, he's kind of harsh to her. If you- I know my place. It is time you learned yours. I guess it. I guess along that line, like they do really try and. I mean, at the end of the day, you got to remember the movie is set. Yes. A long time ago, when gender roles were very different. Yes. Um, yes. And um, and I don't know much about Middle Kingdom China. Nope. <laughs> um, <laughs> to be honest, um, so. I think they kind of trod that ground fairly well. Yeah. Like, they sort of painted a picture where, obviously, it was the men who go to fight, and you are bo- women are born to be women. Yep. As, as a defined role. And they have to, you know, they yes. arrange marriage, and, you know, they, have, they then have to serve their in-laws and all mm. that kind of stuff. And be so. respectful and yeah. things like that. Mm. So it's, it's nice getting to see a, essentially, like, a fish-out-of-water story of this woman who is shucking that kind of tradition and mm. moving on and... You're given that kind of very... It's kind of goes through those beats of military training, like any... Like, almost to stripes level, almost. Like, it's really yes. fun. And it just is... And that was, like, my first go-to of, like, army training movie. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it yeah, is... Yeah, I can't think of any. Yeah. Apart from Full Metal Jacket. It's Sergeant definitely not Bilko. that. Sergeant Bilko. Sergeant Bilko, yeah. Imagine recutting Actually, a trailer of... Private Full... Benjamin? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, pretty much, almost. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it's it's a really solid story that, um, strangely, I think they could have taken a bit more time with. It's not a long film. It's only an hour 20, like, on the yeah. nose. And I think if they'd spent a little bit more time, especially kind of early on developing... A, a bit little, more set up. Yeah. Yeah. You would have been... Not not to say that we weren't invested no, with Mulan no, no, as a like character, a, but just... I was, I was along for the journey. Yeah. Um, 
but that would have stepped it up to an even higher level. Like, yeah. that would have put it on a... Potentially put it on more of a Lion King pedestal. Yeah. Well, at, at this point, do we bring up any... Do we dare try and compare it to other... I guess we can a little bit. Like, um, I mean, most importantly, when we are being sort of critical of this, it is a kids' movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, when, yeah, we... In terms of... Yeah, I, for me, my favourite Disney movie was always Aladdin. Yeah. I think the adventure of it, um, and, and probably the genie and a few things like that, and maybe maybe the, the, the cool Middle Eastern sort of wherever they were, Agrabah. Mm. And it's got amazing songs. And yeah. I think visually it's probably the most impressive looking Disney film. Yeah, just the, the gold hordes and things like that. And the, the Sultan's Palace and stuff are just awesome. And they're just another world. It, w- it was where they, they'd started meddling with the CGI, incorporating that into the animated world. Yeah. Like they'd first started that with... Um, uh, Beauty and the Beast there's like that a very classic shot of the like spinning, the, you know, the spinning yeah. while dancing and stuff and in Aladdin they just take it up another notch and yep. then it's just incorporated so well in that yeah. and it's again used in Lion King but I think it's it's almost seamlessly done to some degree it's almost too seamless in Lion yeah, King yeah whereas like in Aladdin it, yeah. you, it's almost in that uncanny valley where you just like it makes it kind of a spectacle to look at yeah even just like the the soaring on the magic carpet and things like yeah. that and um yeah, so for me, Aladdin was always number one, but I know... That I, I understand that the majority of people probably say Lion King is the best, and I wouldn't argue with them. Yeah, I, I think I've got to go either probably... Yeah, probably Lion King, or maybe even I'd go Beauty and the Beast for me. Really? Yeah. I haven't seen that in a long, long time, so... Um, I recently just rewatched the live-action remake. I was dreading that, because I enjoy the original yeah. so much. And not bad. Does okay? Not bad, yeah. Yeah. Emma Watson's fine... Well, what can you do with it? I know. <laughs> like, yeah. at the end of the day, um... Yeah. I will say, though, Ewan McGregor and Ian McKellen as Lumiere and Cogsworth, brilliant. <laughs> I didn't know that's who it was. So yeah. yeah, that's a good... It sounds to, sounds think, yeah, to me like yeah. a decent casting for that, that role. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yes, those are my... Those would be yep. the two pedestal ones. And, um, yeah, Beauty and the Beast, very, very good. And I always love Little Mermaid, maybe because yep. Prince Eric... Yeah, there you go. You know, yeah. it's, it's definitely the most handsome Disney prince. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But, I'd, um, I'd say there's almost like three kind of tiers of modern Disney animated. I would yeah. say like, you've got your, prest- for lack of a better term, like prestige films, yeah. like Little Mermaid, Lion King, stuff like that. Then you have the kind of, the second tier ones. Pocahontas? Which I would say Pocahontas, and I would probably put this Mulan, Mulan yep. in there. Yep. And then yeah, there's a third category, which are the kind of weirder, fun ones, like Emperor's yep. New Groove, I would yes, say. Yeah. Which isn't necessarily like pushing to be a classic Disney film, it's just trying to have a bit of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And Leaning more into the humor side than the epic yes. tales. Yeah. And this kind of treads the line almost to some degree. Like, something a little bit different. Yeah, it has moments of epicness in it, but it's yes. no... I, I think I went in expecting that kind of almost... I guess it's more of a solo journey. Yeah. Like, Aladdin is pretty solo. Yeah. But he, he does really have to... There's a love story, there's a true romance in there, you've got the genie who plays a pivotal part in his relationship, you've got Jafar and his evil plans, mm-hmm. and all of those things are big. Lion King sees his father die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or get murdered, basically. Um, does an archer and runs away to the jungle for a well, while. Well, it's, it's just Hamlet. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, exactly. <laughs> it's literally Hamlet. So it's epic. Yeah. Um, 
uh, even Little Mermaid, like that's that's probably a, a personal growth one. She trade, trades off, but this is very much just her trying to find herself, I guess. So it's yeah. a bit different again. And um, what I kind of was more meaning was in, in terms of scope of what we're being presented on screen, I was mm. expecting based on it being a war story to be a, a really sweeping kind of epic. The grand, grander sort of... Yeah, and you get some moments, but it's for, it is really is just a simple character study. Yeah, like at the start you just get some village shots and not even as... Um, not even as like um, Beauty and the Beast when Belle's walking through town reading her book mm. and um, everyone's just... She's complaining about them or something like that. She's <laughs> got her nose up, uh, but not. Um, you see so much of the town there. Whereas yeah. even in this when she's sort of getting ready to be tested as a woman or whatever, you don't see a lot of the town. Well, is that that intentional then at that point yeah, that we're then presented the confined insular view that then when she gets out into the world and presented, you know... Mm. I mean, the the big sweeping stuff we get is when they really come across the burned-down village and stuff, and you get yeah, that. Yeah, that's it. And the timing of that with the song yeah. is perfect. And is that, like, I guess, why we've been presented such a small, myopic kind of vision so far as the minute... Oh, by the way, yeah. death... And then the film op- kind of opens up in scope, yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah, and I think that, that worked quite well, because mm. before that scene, they were singing... Um, uh, oh, it's, you, about uh, it's, something, yeah, it's about finding a woman back home, and yeah. yeah. You can guess what we have missed the most since we went off to war. What do we want? It's like the jolly, happy, the like... jolly, we're off to fight the wizard or whatever. It truly is. And they're just like... Wah, wah. And yeah, and then all of a sudden the song just stops dead, their faces lit up red, and then, then the, the flip frame is just like burnt out village. Yeah, and then they go across the hill and it's just, it's just like... dead army. Thousands of dead people. Yeah, you're like, oh. Which is a bit of a shock in a Disney film. Yes. Yeah. We, we were kind of commenting early on how violent it is, actually. Re- relative to... For, actually, for a G-rated Disney movie. Yeah, like it shows... More than others do. Like, in Aladdin, nobody, apart from, like, guards getting hit in the head by things, no one actually gets, like... Yeah, people get bonked. (laughs) People get bonked, exactly. No blood is ever shown, I don't think. Whereas, um, in this one, like, um, it's done quite well. You see the dead army enough, but you never actually really see a body. Yeah. Um, You only see the captain's helmet. Yeah. Um, Very well done, really. Tastefully. Yeah. Um, (coughs) Then, um... Handsome Captain gets shot in the shoulder with an arrow. Yeah. Which, he gets hit by an arrow. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Milan as well gets injured and, and, and there's she, blood. And she has blood on it. And yeah. the only other one I can think of is, um, yeah, I think it was the same the film, Mel Gibson's character in Pocahontas gets shot. Yeah. That's really about it, yeah, in yeah. terms of actual real-world violence. Inflicted wounds. Yeah, being presented on yeah. screen. But, um, yeah, the film does it well, I think, and it, it brings it around, and, like, the point of the Captain getting injured and then Milan getting injured... They're not there for the sake of having violence or war. It's actually there to motivate story and action that then propels yeah. forward. So and maybe sort of show that this war is for real. There's real stakes. Yeah. at play. Yeah. Um, interestingly enough, not many of the songs caught me. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I mean, it once again, it's a bit harder to approach. Perhaps being an adult, as a kid, I guess I would have watched the film like four times. See, I have the problem of when I was a kid, I would fast forward the songs. I yeah, had, I used I to ha- as well. Yeah, yeah I hated something. the songs. Whereas now, as an adult, I eat them up. Yeah. I, I it's like, like me doing the Muppet movie. That was my favorite part. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the songs. Like I, I now, as an adult, like will listen to cast recordings of Broadway shows yeah, and stuff. Like yeah. I, I'm all about 
musical. Yeah, I was the same as a kid. I was like, can we get the song over and get back to the story? Yeah. I think I liked, like... Maybe that was why I liked Aladdin. There's like, never have a friend like me and Prince Ali. Like, big glamorous songs and I, a lot happening on screen. You have the bonus of the genie slash Robin Williams having, like, the, one of the most charismatic people mm-hmm. ever singing those songs. Yeah. Whereas in this, you have Donny Osmond voice doubling <laughs> for the actors. So, oh. it's a bit... Yeah. Yeah. That being said, like, we did point out that there's, I think, the second song, which which ends up being the main song, because they have the refrain throughout, it's yeah. the training song about, like, I'll make a man out of you. You're a spineless, pale, pathetic lot, and you haven't got a clue, somehow I'll make a man. It sounds different from what you would normally get of a Disney yeah. musical. It's you usually get the big bombastic operatic score. Yeah. Whereas this sounded a lot more like a Broadway show. You've it's it's very pared down. It almost sounds like it's just about twelve instruments. Yeah. You've got a guitar, an electric guitar, and stuff in there. It, it's and not a couple of the other tracks, like their training montage. Well, yeah, it was like an eighty song. Yeah. It's like listen. Oh no, that was when she was uh, going to run off. Uh, oh yes, yes, it was. That was her. Um, Taking her dad's armor and running away. Yeah, it sounded yeah. like Journey was playing. <laughs> Pretty much, which I had no problem. No, with. me neither. And then the um, the credits song was just like what, what was it? Ninety eight degrees. Ninety eight degrees, which uh, I had no idea about. Apparently, they're a boy band. And uh, what was it? yeah? Claire was telling us it's um. Jessica Simpson's husband, the oh, that guy, that was dude. one of the singers. Oh, that guy. Yeah, geez, that's Nick, a f- Nick Lay or something, something like, like that. Yeah, that's a flashback of like fifteen years at least. But it's those guys and Stevie Wonder, which like yeah. one of these They're, things is not like the like other. Elton John worked the treat. Let's bring in Stevie. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yes, so the, but yeah, the music. There'd probably only be, I think maybe on a rewatch, a couple of real sing along. There's only about three songs in the movie total. Really, yeah, there are not as many. You, um, you, I suppose you've got her opening song, then you've got the one reflection. I think. No. I, I know. Oh, I know that's what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> Because I get a bit of info about okay. that one, um, and then yeah, the the man. Yeah, there's only about four or so. It's it's yeah. not heavy on the music. No, and it is... doesn't have multiple big epic scenes of no. Like like once again, Aladdin. Um, uh, when he's running away, you know, one yep. step ahead or whatever. Um, you've got him, Prince Ali, going into town. Big grand song. You got never have a friend like me. You got the flying love song. What's that? Mm. Uh, I can show you the world. That's it. Yeah. Yep. So you've got at least those four. Once again, I grew up on it, so they're ingrained in my mind. Yeah. So perhaps it would be different, but um, I, and I suppose as well, the you only really get one song that is a massive sing along with the cast. Yes, every other one is almost, and it's not even necessarily like Milan never sings really a song. I don't think. Oh no, no. she does that first one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, it's really just the songs just almost seem a bit shoved in there to some degree. Yeah, none of them feel out of place. No. But it's definitely not music-dominated like some of the others. Yeah. Um, the, before I forget about it, um, we both commented on how good the shot was during the journey montage. 
um, when she pulls her dad's sword out yeah. of the, the scabbard and it she, like reflects in it. Yeah, and then like flicks it around and it's uh, glistening. It's really yeah. there was a lot of really wonderful animation shots in the film. Yeah, I think the animation was really good. Mm. Um, and it it's done that nice thing where a lot of it's keeping to that very traditional style of the um kind of watercolor backgrounds and things and yep. uh, not kind of putting too much detail into them and just letting the characters... The foregrounds yeah. do the talking, so to speak. Mm. Yep. And it's an interesting design as well. It's not, obviously, it being based in China, it's not the traditional kind of style of animation we're used to seeing from Disney. Mm. But they pull it off so wonderfully, and they kind of... There's like one or two characters... I mean, the cricket is probably... The cricket and the little pet dog are probably the two examples the of... The pet like, dog stood out quite a lot, didn't he? Yeah, little brother, I think his name. Yeah, he looked like he'd been imported from another film. Yeah, it's those two kind of characters are kind of the, the holdovers from the traditional they Disney do, animation. Because yeah. even the horse is He's done in a different in a kind more, of... Let's say oriental way. Yes. Well, I'm just... It's, it's adapting to the story and the setting, I yeah. guess. And they did a really good job of kind of... Creating its own world, I guess. It's, it's got a unique... Mm. Um, it stands out amongst other Disney films. Yeah, because even Pocahontas and things is still in that very tried-and-true traditional yeah, Disney style. maybe stuff. slightly more angular characters yeah. than, than some of the other rounder. And, and we were commenting while watching that Aladdin's kind of... Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's very white, and the guards, for example, are very Middle Eastern looking. Mm. And they're done very kind of. It, it's that very bombastic kind yeah, of. Yeah, they're, they're a bit more caricaturish. Whereas yeah. in this, I guess you could say the Huns, but they were a bit more just caricature bad guys. They no, just, and they weren't even that. They were just ramped up versions of. They were very angular, and there was lots of straight lines and jagged mm. to make them seem. They just looked ominous. Yeah. 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 Which is kind of. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought they were done done really well. They just had creepy eyes. Mm. Um, yeah, I think most of the animation was was pretty cool. And, and the, I don't know China that well. Haven't haven't been yet. Yeah. Um, but like uh, at the end, the Forbidden City sort of royal palace looked great. Yeah, and um, that crowd shot was amazing as yeah, well. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, um, and I think they balanced their their three. Sort of stooge army characters quite well. The big fat sort of almost Buddhist looking guy who just loves food. Yeah, he just <laughs> wants food. That's why he wants a, a wife. Yeah, to make him pork <laughs> and chicken. It all depends on what she cooks, like beef, pork, chicken. And then I forget with like the lanky skinny guy who keeps losing. He lost like at least all of his teeth twice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then of course you've got Harvey Firestein. <laughs> Who is the... Whenever he pops up in anything, I get so happy. What, what else has he been in? Uh, most famously, I, I, the, the two standout roles. He was a comedian and also uh, performed as a drag artist as well. Yeah. Um, so that's why I, I just love him. He has that, uh, just the deep kind of very voice like this. Yeah, it's and, familiar. Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire is, is probably... Uh, he plays Robin Williams' brother in that film. Oh, who, yeah. Who helps him... With the makeup and everything, and uh, most right. important, uh, the probably most well known for is he plays Jeff Goldblum's boss in Independence Day. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! I gotta call my brother. I better call my housekeeper. I gotta call my lawyer. Uh, forget my lawyer. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, okay. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that guy. All right, I'm all over it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, on that note, should we talk about the rest of the cast? Yeah, yeah. Um, Who voiced Milan? Uh, it, she was a Chinese actress. I, oh. I was looking her up. I 
just kind of briefly looked at IMDb and saw her kind of top four most mm. known for, and she apparently played Chun Li in the Street Fighter movie. Great. Yep. <laughs> uh, and she did uh, the motion capture and the voice for uh, Dr. Aki Rose in the Final Fantasy movie. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I'll see if there's anything else kind of more reputable <laughs> than Street Fighter and the Final Fantasy movie. But I believe she does uh, primarily voiceover work at the moment. Okay. Yep. Um, because so many of those people do, like... Because um, who voices... Um, uh, the the Hun bad big boss what's his name oh Miguel Ferrer that's the one yes yeah. who um I mean I don't really like I guess he has done a lot of voiceover work but well, I actually just... looked him up on IMD re- recently because I've been watching Twin Peaks yep finally and he is that's what I know him most from is as Albert in Twin yep. Peaks and the guy in Traffic or Robocop as well oh of course yeah yeah um, yeah he's done a lot of voiceover work video games and all sorts of stuff okay apparently according to IMDb Anyway, don't look it up. Waste of your time. But, okay. Uh, it was uh, really interesting how much animated and other stuff he'd done. Um, yeah, no, it turns out uh, this lady who voiced Mulan, uh, Ming-Na Wen, is uh, the second lead on Marvel's Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV series. Oh, wow. So she's yeah. okay. Um, that's most recently. Yeah. <laughs> um, scrolling back. There's, there's, she has a lot of credits. Uh, she was in Stargate. A couple episodes. 31 episodes. What? Apparently. SG1? Uh, SGU. Oh, I don't know, SGU. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies. Um, yeah, no, just, I mean, God, I'm scrolling, there's like hundreds of things here, so... <laughs> yeah, okay, so she's been in a whole heap of stuff. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Joy Luck Club, um, that was probably her first really big thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... We had her. We had George Takai as a ghost. Yeah, George Takai played one of the ancients. Um, yeah, one of the ancestors. Yeah, the ancestors. Thank you. Um, and love interest man. Um, yes, was a ha- handsome captain. We handsome captain. Yeah. <laughs> he is a uh, BD Wong, who you might know as the uh, lead engineer from uh, Jurassic Park. Well, the one who splices like all the dinosaurs together in, yes. um, in Jurassic World. Yeah, who yeah. just for no apparent reason is a bad, corrupt bad guy yes. in Jurassic World. You're like, what? And then, I mean, you've got a whole host of what like... About a single hair beard man? Uh, that's uh, James Hong, who is an amazing character actor. Um, I know him predominantly from uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Yes. Uh, he plays Lo Peng in that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you might know him. Have you seen Wayne's World 2? No, that's on our list. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah, he plays the first one. <laughs> he plays Cassandra's dad in that. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he, he's yeah. a fun character actor. Okay, cool. Yeah, those are the kind of two '90s, '80s things yeah. that I know him from. So. <laughs> yeah, and apparently Pat Morita, so Mr. Miyagi was in there somewhere. Did a voice? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you'd go to him, wouldn't you? Yeah. Particularly around. Oh, I guess it was ten years later or whatever. But still. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Yeah. Well. Alternate casting, I guess, while we're on the topic of voice Oh, should, should we jump Let's into that? We're, we're that. talking about it anyway. We're yeah. lots of character names around. Yeah. Well, um, okay, so the the one that I kind of teased throughout when we were watching it was Jackie Chan apparently voices, voiced Shang in the Chinese release of The Bad Guy. Yeah. He also made a music video of the song, I'll Make a Man Out of You, oh. because apparently Jackie Chan is a singer as well. Oh. Oh, 
awesome. I will find that and be posting that. Oh, on of course he is. Man yeah. does everything. Um, in terms of uh, the main cast, uh, Tia Carrera, speaking of Cassandra from Wayne's World, uh, was the first <laughs> choice to voice Mulan. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And the other person considered was Helen Hunt. What? Yeah. My only guess is it's <coughs> this is right after as good as it gets and her winning the Academy Award. Oh, that, yeah. Okay. So she's so hot right now. Yeah. Yeah. She, and she's on Mad About You, so film work is like you know in the yeah. off season. So I was like, ah, oh, just come in and do some voiceover. Just do some quick voiceover work for us. But the weirdest one was the uh, person who was not even a choice, but was originally cast. And then replaced as as Lee Shang, the bad guy. Yeah. Bruce Willis. What? Yeah. I mean... They paid for Bruce Willis and then... They replaced him. With Albert from Twin Peaks. What the hell kind of a two-bit operation are they running out of this treehouse, Cooper? Well, like I said, Albert does have a surprising record of voice work. An amazing job as well. He was great. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think... If it was Bruce Willis, it wouldn't have been imposing whatsoever, I don't think. I don't, yeah, I mean, I haven't, I never saw that TV show he was in and stuff, so I haven't seen his, his range probably as much as you have. But I'm just um, trying to think of you... There's, I can, off the top of my head, I can only think of one film where Bruce Willis plays a bad guy, and that's Planet Terror, the Robert Rodriguez... Oh, yeah, I never saw House. that, yeah. I can't think of him playing a bad guy, really, ever. No, he sort of plays good guy or... Neutral guy in Pulp Fiction. Yeah, so I, I and I he has such a recognizable, iconic voice that I don't, and it's such a New Jersey voice as well. Yeah, yeah, true. It just wouldn't work for yeah, you Albert's know. voice is gravelly as. Oh, he nailed it. Yeah, your walls and armies have fallen, and now it's your turn. Yeah, to the point where I kept just. Ho- Repeatedly guessing Michael Ironside. <laughs> yeah. And pretty much, yeah, it's, those two are kind of interchangeable almost mm. in terms of voices and, and look to some degree. Kind of, kind of. But yeah, I don't know if I have a, a lot more to add. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm just or, kind or of. To sort of. Yeah, I'm, I'm just looking over my notes to see if there's anything kind of uh, of note to kind of uh, throw in there. Um, well, like, I, I had one kind of big one that I also was teasing with the music, but before we get into that, oh, yeah. I want to point out that this film was almost rated PG when it first came out. Rather than G. Yeah. Ooh. Not for the violence, because they used the word cross-dress. Well, kids don't need to know about that. <laughs> um, really? And all cause Miss Man decides to take a little drag show on the road. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but apparently they do at some point, and yeah. And that was enough to bump it up to better have a parent with your kids. Well, this was something, yeah, we, I think we brought it up last episode with Bill and Ted's, how they had to check, they weren't allowed to use the word hell in a title. Yes, that's right. So it's just like their weird rating The stuff. whole movie is about cross-dressing. I know, but God forbid you can't say it. You can't tell them what it actually I is. I mean, they, they did get away with... I mean, I shouldn't say get away with. They were, they did it and yes. managed to stick and get a G it. rating. You can't just say this is what it's called. Yeah, what this whole film is. Yeah, it, it just the God. girl dressing up as a guy. Yeah, and then later on, all the guys dressing up as girls. Yeah, <laughs> and it having positive effect. Yeah, and, <laughs> well. and having a good outcome on the yeah. story. <laughs> Don't tell them what it is. Yeah, but um, I mean, the only other kind of thing I want to point out that I found researching briefly for the mm. film was uh, 
in in regards to the music, I kind of teased when we were watching it that the film launched the career of a certain singer uh, who released a pop version of the song Reflection. And that was Christina Aguilera. I was just about to guess, because she was in that Mouseketeer or something, wasn't yes, she? Yes, she was. Yeah. And so Disney got her to do a pop version, which then led her to have a record contract with RCA and launched her career. And off she went, and then she became ex-Tainer. Yeah. She really strayed away from that Disney image. Yep. Yep. So I guess we have Mulan to blame. Bloody Mulan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you go. That's, hmm. um... Yeah, I guess Britney probably already just taken off. Cause she was, yeah, about that, the, like around that time, like ninety eight. Group of Mouseketeers, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, along with Justin Timberlake and mm. Ryan Gosling, and yeah. I can't believe how many were in that group. It's crazy. It's bizarre. Yeah, maybe one of them getting big, but all of them. I know. It's it's like. <laughs> yeah, well done. It's them. like having a certain cast of Saturday Night Live that just pops. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they just, they just like, all take off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, I guess uh, as we kind of wrap this up, um, how successful do you remember this film being when it first came out? Um, like, did you, in terms of like you, I'm, I'm trying to gauge like what you yeah, reckon. Yeah, um, pretty successful. Mm-hmm. More, su- n- not as successful as The Lion King. Yeah, um, is probably how I'd put it. Yeah, it was. St- I, I don't remember it launching Disney regular animated back up into the. Yeah. Um. I remember it doing quite well, mm. but, and yeah, maybe Pocahontas level of success. Yeah, okay, yeah. I, I mean, I remember, obviously, trailers and a lot of TV ads, and... I remember a lot of images, like we said, of yeah. Eddie Murphy, of the Yeah, dragon. and I, I have a feeling like I would remember, like, a Happy Meal tie-in or something. Of course, yeah. Yeah, and, um... So, the film was originally made, it had a production budget of $70 million, which is huge. Wow. That's all. Uh, put it in perspective. Lion King had a budget of forty-five. I mean, and it was only uh, what five years earlier. Yeah, so surely inflation didn't affect four, four that years much. earlier. Yeah. Uh, it, however, it did go on to earn three hundred and four million worldwide at the box office. Yeah. Um, adjusted for inflation, that's about five hundred and one million. Yeah. Okay. So that's it's pretty big. Definitely a raging success. Weirdly, though, it was only the seventh highest-grossing film of nineteen ninety-eight. Okay. Number one was Armageddon. <laughs> Armageddon. Yeah, was that number one? That was number one. That movie is huge. Was Deep Impact number two? <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> Deep Impact was like number 27. Oh, or poor. Yeah. Poor T. Yeah. Um, but then, like, in terms of recognition things, it went on. Uh, it was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Score, mm-hmm. uh, two Golden Globes for Best Music and Best Original Song, uh, which was for... The song True to Your Heart, which I don't really remember. Yeah. Is that the Stevie Wonder 98 Degrees song at the I end? I hope not. Yeah. Cause it is the Golden Globes, however, though. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. Did it win Best Animated at the Oscars? No, that wasn't a category at that point. Did it come in that late? Did yeah, it? Uh, I want to say, like, 2001. I have a feeling the first film to win Best Animated Film is Shrek. Oh, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, so I think it's about... 2001-2002. Because yep. I know it was nominated against... It was, like, Shrek and, like, Jimmy Neutron and something else. Oh, yeah. Like, it wasn't a Pixar film, like, which everyone would assume. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you just expect them to just snap it up. But how, um... We were commenting, um, how it was... You couldn't not see Donkey. Yeah. On the screen. But it's quite interesting that they cast Eddie Murphy as Donkey literally, like, two years after this film. Yeah, pretty much. Like, he's already a recognisable side character's voice. And, like, let's just do it again. Yeah. 
and I think his voice work is better as Donkey. He's Agreed. all over it. Like he's yeah. pretty good here, but his donkey his donkey work's great. I think a lot of the donkey work as well is just letting him go and then they'll animate around yeah. the vo- vocal sessions. Whereas this, I feel, is... A little bit of letting go, maybe. But a little bit, yeah. Like, you can tell there are, like, these few odd little moments, but other than that, it's... Felt more scripted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it is that thing of... I, this, uh, this uh, so Mushu and Donkey are the only times he's ever done voiceover work. Yeah. And I think that is probably because he is so recognisable as Donkey now. Yes, I mean, he ended up, how many Donkey, how many Shreks have there been now? There's like five four or something, or something I want to say. Definitely four, yeah. possibly even a. F- oh, there's Puss in Boots if he's in that one. I don't know. I never yeah. saw it. And I know there's like the um, 3D short film that they. Yes, that's right. Yeah. But, yeah. I know, I've definitely seen three of them. You're beating me. Yeah, uh, one and two are good. One's good. Two I enjoy has two. two has some moments. <laughs> I'll I, give it I that. I like two. I thought it followed up really well. Gave it e- extra, bit of extra depth. Okay. Some good musical moments. It's even got a Nick Cave song hidden in there. That's right. Yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, anything's better than Smash Mouth. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, I did love that when I was younger, though. Yeah. <laughs> and then I heard it a lot of times. Yeah. It, that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, I guess before we wrap up, it's like the important point that I guess both of us have to answer at this point. Um, start with you. Um, so Eric as a kid would have dug the film, you reckon? Yeah, I think I would have. I always liked, um, Disney movies anyway, and I, and I've always enjoyed historical sort of ones. And this, there was a good balance of humor. It came at regular intervals. Yeah. Um, so, and, um, yeah, all the sidekicks and stuff were were great. So. Nice. Yeah. No, I would have liked it as a kid for sure. Yeah, and I, th- I think I would have been okay with it. I probably wouldn't have loved it. Um, Maybe by that age I might have grown out of loving yeah. it as much as the others. If I, I was, y- like, six when I watched it, then yeah, I would have loved it, I think. Exactly. If I was younger, I would have really gotten into it, I think. The age we were, I probably still would have enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I think I was uh, I was a huge, and still am, like, a big, big Eddie Murphy fan. Um, yeah. So I think I would have enjoyed it, you know, because he was in it kind of yes, thing. Yeah, but, um, yeah. Yeah, probably wouldn't have engaged as strongly as some others, I would say. No, yeah. no. And as an adult, it's fine. It's yeah, I think I enjoyed it a bit more than you did. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's not one I'm going to rewatch any time in a hurry. No, no. And, and I didn't hate it. I just, you know, it's a freestyle. Like it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, I um, I think if there's just a couple more really catchy songs. Yeah. And, Maybe I don't know, and a and a bigger ending. I think that's. Yeah, I think that's was what just lost a bit me. like. Yeah, true. It was a bit. Um, she just wiped out the whole army with an avalanche, and then. And then everyone hated her. And then she blew them up with the fireworks. It was just seemed very low stakes and simple at the end. Yeah, it was a little bit considering that. Yeah. I think that's what kind of lost me on it. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it mm. didn't quite have the epic finish you were sort yeah. of hoping for. Because it's like he's not going to win, and he's not going <coughs> to get away because there's the entire. Yeah, it wasn't believable. No. Yeah, I think that's that's a good point, actually. Yeah. Like, at least Jafar had magic. Yeah, and the power of the genie yeah, and the all the... freaking genie. Yeah, he yeah. had all of that going for him. And this guy was isolating the palace and he was going to kill the emperor or something. Yeah, and, um, uh, yeah, no, Scar had all the hyenas and... Yeah, he had, yeah. like, this horrible army. He converted everything. It was yeah. much more against the odds. And but... Ursula was an octopus. I mean, come yeah. on. <laughs> they needed a ship to kill her. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, and, and even um, Beauty and the Beast had the, the race against time. And it's, yeah, you had the race against... You had the, the, uh, the ticking order. clock element, but mm. then you also had the entire village led by Gaston, Gaston. Holting, Yeah, so... 
Yeah, so there's probably a lot more adversity in the final act. Yeah. Whereas, whereas this, there was some, but they sort of overcame that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, even if, like, something had happened to the Emperor, it's like, well, there's 3,000 people down there that aren't going like, to let you get away with there's that. There's like six dudes. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're good warriors, but still. Yeah. Yeah, so no, that's a good point, actually. The believability of it was a bit... So, boo, thumbs down, bad film. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it, it's, yeah. it's good. It's yeah. good. It's yeah, a no, solid that's a, that's a good analysis of why it maybe didn't strike home at the end as, as powerfully maybe as some did. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, on that note, should we figure out what we're going to be watching for next episode? Yeah, let's do that. It's getting smaller and smaller in the hat now. Yeah, yeah there's still a few to go, but it's definitely... Um... There's, there's still one or two baddies in here. Yep. <laughs> Alright, next time will be... Oh, Eddie Murphy, Beverly Hills Cop. Ooh, okay, we're back-to-back Eddie Murphys. Yep, again, sort of a th- loose theme. Yeah. This goes back, like, I have to quote our title, like, I can't believe you haven't seen Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've seen Rush Hour. No. I know. <laughs> That does not. It doesn't count. go anywhere near it. No. I think oh God. I, I, the reason I bring that up is because I, I remember being at a sleepover, and those are like the two options for this birthday party, or yeah. whatever. And Rush Hour got put on. I'm guessing because it's the newer yeah. movie, and, and Jackie Chan was pretty popular at that time for oh. uh, something else. Had... Man, you guys missed out on like one of the best like action comedies ever. Yeah, no. Oh, okay, you're you're in for a treat with yeah. this one. Yeah. It, it, I love this movie. So. Yeah, I know. I um. I know Axel left or whatever. Yeah, the Harold Faltermeyer score. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, nah, that'll, that'll be good. Great. Well, um, yeah, unless we've got anything else, that'll wrap us up. Um, if you have any comments, queries, think we missed anything talking about Mulan, or uh, if you think you know a film Eric might not have seen, uh, please send us an email at haven'tseenpod at gmail.com. Other than that, you can find me on Twitter at CriterionQuest, which is the other podcast I do. Um, but yeah, and that will be back in a fortnight's time. Yep, so thanks for tuning in. Uh, I'm Eric. I'm Chris. See you later. Be swift as a coursing river With all the force of a great typhoon With all the strength of a raging fire Mysterious as the dark side of the moon Please rewind this cassette before returning it to your video library.